0: Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Jill Renee Feeler, and today we are talking about Atlantis Revisited. Over the years, my team has shown me a very different version of Atlantis that I haven't heard other people um, discussing. And I have talked about it um, intermittently here and there, but I can tell that since my Egypt trip that there is more, um, even for me to hear about this, um, about what what basically happened in Atlantis as it pertains to us and how it relates to our current timeline. So, for those that are new, welcome. Um, my website is joerenefeeler.com. I am a former, very mainstream <laughs> individual, successful in business, um, an MBA. And a few years ago, um, let's see, it was 2008, 2009 ish, I discovered that I have. Um, very unique intuitive abilities, some would call it channeling. And I'm okay with that as long as as long as you and I both know that I'm not channeling something outside of myself. I'm basically voicing information and wisdom and energy from my higher self. Um, And what comes through is very loving, very inspiring, and sometimes tough love. Um, And there's a part of me that that wants us to know the cold hard facts as well, so that we can be wise and discerning um, and less fooled <laughs> in this reality overall. So um, anyway, I don't research other people's work. I didn't come into my gifts by studying other teachers. I don't have a human master um, that I've worked through. So there's nothing wrong with that approach. It's just not mine. So if you were to look at my spiritual library, you'd probably see four or five books um, I'm sharing from my own connection. And I don't do human research intentionally because I feel like I would be confused about what I was sharing that was unique for my team relative to what I would be sharing. That's just me passing on other information that others had shared with me and then I'm sharing again, Um, which again is fine and that can add a lot of value in this world, but that's not why I'm here. Okay, (laughs) there we go. All right, so let's do an activation here at the beginning. I encourage you to relax your shoulders relax your body and take a couple nice deep breaths with me, please. As you are breathing, imagine that you are breathing in from inside your energy field, this beautiful bluish crystalline energy that you're inhaling. It's like a filter right on the outside of your body that is still within your field. It's still within the ball of your energy. Beautiful. Okay. And from within your energy field, you're attuning yourself as you're breathing in. It's like a built-in sacred filter to attune you, to help you integrate the sacredness of your soul, the eternal essence of your love and of your light and your omnipresence. Helping you feel more access to that eternal energy. The part of you that doesn't have as many questions, the part of you that feels very calm, even on Earth, but very
1: aware. Beautiful, nice deep breath again.
0: Okay. And given that the topic today is Atlantis, I'm also noticing that as we are doing these conscious breaths that our energy patterns within our bodies, even at the cellular level is changing, there is a sense of excitement, there's a sense of anticipation, there's a, a sense of longing for clarity, and purpose and meaning from within our human body suits. How perfect.
1: Okay. Hmm.
0: Now, from right here, I'd like you to notice or imagine that right at the level of your your human heart, there is a disc, and the disc is um, parallel with the floor. So, if you were to look down with your eyes, it would almost look like a collar that's kind of like sticking out in front of you. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm asking what is this? And, and they're like, we don't have a clear answer exactly. But it's important, Joe." <laughs> I love it when I ask questions and I don't get a clear answer. And, and I know it's okay. Okay, so this disk. Okay, we'll talk about the disk later. They're saying, okay, perfect. All right, let's just start right from here. And I have no idea what we're going to share. As human, I have no idea. As all of our teams, I'm sure they have a, a wonderful idea. Let's go find out what their idea is, shall we? Okay. There are far too many similarities to be a coincidence between the way that things are playing out on Earth right now and the way that they were playing out during what is called the Atlantean timeline or the Atlantean event. The similarities are undeniable to all of you at your soulfulness, at your higher self level. There is also no coincidence in the fact that you are here on Earth at this replicated timeline that is so similar to the energy patterns of Atlantis. Many of you actually timed your journeys for this, because of this parallel because of this relationship with the Atlantean timeline. We're fairly certain that you didn't come to play the same role that you played before. Most repeats like this are about doing things differently versus about doing things exactly the same way you did before, which would not leave a sense of longing, of wanting to get back to do it again.
1: The similarities
0: that we notice are about the conscious versus the unconscious. The strong desire that those that feel a sense of enlightenment within them, the longing that they have for everyone to feel this way the passion that the conscious have for the unconscious to join them in their conscious experience on Earth.
1: Let's talk about the present and then we'll talk about the past.
0: You will likely see why we're (laughs) why we're making that choice and how how related they are.
1: Just give me a moment here.
0: There is a very very dedicated group of enlightened conscious beings on earth that are waiting for the rest of the world to awaken. They create energy for monitoring how the others are doing. They monitor world events to see if it is happening yet. It being
1: a global awakening. They've been waiting for this great awakening for a long,
0: long time. They may feel or you, if you feel like you're a part of that group, may feel like you haven't been waiting that long. You may feel like it was just a year ago when you realized that everyone could awaken and that you desperately wanted them to awaken.
1: But it's been a lot longer than you realize. amidst this passion for
0: this so called Great Awakening. Sometimes we see what we want to see. We look for signs that
1: more and more people are waking up.
0: And that's fine. There doesn't have to be a downside to seeing what you want to see
1: in this world. But it is valuable to see that there is another group
0: on the planet at this time. That is not waiting for anyone else to awaken. They're not expecting a great awakening. And they're not asking this world to be anything other than what it currently is. That doesn't mean they're not hopeful. That doesn't mean they're not optimistic. This group has determined maybe on a superconscious level that on Earth, sometimes it's easier to be very grounded in the current version of reality. While focusing maybe more so on personal expansion and further inspiring those that take their personal enlightenment seriously enough, where the levels of light that they're holding are bypassing any expectations they'd had
1: for themselves.
0: We've seen this latter group, the second group that's not waiting for a great awakening. We've seen great strides. We've seen them blend in to a form of humanity where they can interact quite easily with their fellow humans, where they are seen, where they are heard, where they are earning a living, where they are feeling very much their humanity, and not letting their humanity get in the way at all of their being eternally light
1: simultaneously. Yeshua, Jesus, was not expecting a great awakening in his time. But he was hopeful. The Buddha as well. Always hopeful, but always realistic.
0: that the layers and veils within earth can be very thick and very dense. And it's not that they're difficult to remove. But the instructions
1: seem to be lost.
0: And we smile at this sort of riddle of earth and humanity. That strangeness. That some of you know that those eternal energy fields are sitting right alongside the veils and the
1: thickness and the forgetting, the density. And why is it so hard? So
0: the team, if you will, (laughs) not, not to put it into a sports metaphor, but the uh, let's call it a group, the group of individuals that is not necessarily bound together consciously, but they have figured things out individually for themselves. They've realized that maybe this great awakening isn't going to happen. And what would happen if it doesn't? Uh, what would they do, what would happen to this reality if there is no great awakening, what if, what if, what if, a lot of curiosity questions. And for some, they just decided, well, I came to be my light. So I'm just going to do that. I'm going to be my light. With less or no expectations of anyone else
1: realizing their own. And many of them blended back into
0: mainstream, but they're not mainstream. They have their esoteric um, interests, they have very unusual conversations. They have a
1: glimmer in their eye
0: and a spring in their step. There's a sense of vitality that they have because of their own connection to enlightenment. And they have a freedom that they're no longer feeling tied energetically to what the rest of this world does or doesn't do. That freedom that liberation has actually allowed their light to reach levels that they would not have attained had they stayed with the group that's sort of waiting, although they may not want to view themselves as waiting for that so-called great awakening. Their light quotient, in other words, their range, uh, their spectrum of their multidimensionality, their reach vibrationally, reached new heights. They broke through levels
1: through that sense of personal liberation and personal freedom. Not unlike the Buddha and Jesus and some others. Let's shake our shoulders out right here, please. Some of
0: you may be asking yourself which group you're in. Some of you already know. Some of you feel like you don't fit either one of those
1: groups. And that's always fun too. A few years ago, our partner, Jill asked us,
0: what if the others don't wake up? What if family members that she's been hoping have their own activation? What if they don't? What if her city doesn't wake up? What if humanity doesn't reach any tipping point related to consciousness or vibrational levels or multi dimensionality. What if that doesn't happen? By even asking that question, she started to energetically align herself more fully as her one. Now, what's interesting to us is that sometimes this process of restoring your sense of oneness as an individual, it's interesting to us that sometimes that experience, that awareness that others have about you, sometimes it bothers people. we we notice others sort of observing like well you can't you can't do that <laughs> that's it's breaking a rule isn't it don't you have to feel responsible for everybody on the planet isn't that what it means to all be one aren't we all in this together aren't we all walking each other home you can't just decide to go home on your own home into the light of your heart leaving the rest of us out to dry We're all waiting for each other, Jill, you can't just go ahead. By that line of thinking, Jesus would have went
1: ahead. And Buddha just said me too. In other words, him too. What if that is the secret?
0: Because isn't it true that the reason that you still talk about Jesus or the Buddha as an archetype is because of the the freedom and liberation and levels of light that they attained, that they lived from within the human body suit, from within the
1: skin, that they knew their light. not as a knowledge of study, but as an experience of being.
0: So the part of the group that wants it to be true, that you all walk each other home, that you're all in it together, that you
1: were living for another, That whole concept
0: requires patience, especially, especially in a reality like Earth, where there is so much unconsciousness combined with so much free will. Free will that is present whether the individual recognizes their free will or not. Free will of thought alone is a game changer.
1: the power to question, the power to decide, the power to choose what you think
0: is more than enough for any individual to upgrade their experience beyond their wildest dreams.
1: We hear some of you saying so all you have to do
0: is change your mind. Maybe all you have to do is know that you can change your mind. Know that you can question
1: truths that aren't so true. Rules that aren't so rigid. And in so doing, you test the
0: boundaries of your own humanness. And you play with the flexible nature of the human energy field. And when you play with the human energy field, you allow it to expand. And you realize that a contraction isn't a personal flaw. Any contraction in your energy field where you feel like you're compressing in on yourself
1: isn't a personal failure. It's a sign that you're still on earth. It's a sign that you still have a human and that you're still in this reality.
0: So what happens when that patience of that group that's waiting for the Great Awakening what happens when that patience runs
1: out? There was a level of
0: crystalline technology in place during Atlantis that allowed Atlantis to be supernatural in so many ways. It really was spectacular. And of course we're using was in an interesting way, because of course, it's not in the past, truly, but from your sense of time, it would be seen as the past. Beyond the time space continuum at the level of your higher self, it's all happening at the same time. It's not hard at all, to have a human version of you in that timeline, and your timeline, and even a future timeline, all at the same quote unquote, time.
1: It's fun, isn't it?
0: This notion of time being as flexible as it truly is when you are operating at the level of your higher self.
1: It's no longer a constraint.
0: That crystalline technology during the Atlantean times was only In operation with those that had the vibrational range to utilize it, to work with it, to play with it, to integrate with its field, to shape reality.
1: That crystalline
0: technology cannot be used by an unconscious individual. It's cosmically
1: impossible.
0: So that crystalline technology was considered a tool by a group that was becoming impatient. Some of you may be asking, how can a so-called enlightened or very conscious group be impatient? Oh, it's easy. (laughs) It's very easy. Some of you get a little fiery and passionate about uh, your ideas. Feisty. And that can lead to a sense of um, impatient leader impatient visionary, volatile creator, Steve Jobs just said. That just gets so excited about what, what they hope will happen, what they expect will happen,
1: that they can lose sight of things.
0: In Atlantis, the crystalline technology was at the forefront when everything started to fall apart very quickly, very
1: rapidly. The level of the supernatural structures dematerialized. in a shock and awe situation.
0: And some of you at your soul level, as it was happening, had that sense of, Oh yeah,
1: now I remember. Now I remember. how important free will is on earth and what happens when we disrespect it. There was a very vocal contingency of the
0: community. Not all of Atlantis was considered as enlightened, there were still um, relative levels of enlightenment to unenlightenment, not unlike there is now, but it was um, uh, the baseline consciousness was higher than it is right now in your time. The baseline right now is fairly low, as you can see from the level of self-destruction that happens on earth at this time. So during the Atlantean timeline, there was a vocal group that wanted to see what would happen if everybody was brought to a new baseline of enlightenment. And there were a lot of programs and teachings and schools and so forth that were um, carefully structured and very thoughtfully implemented so that everyone would reach that new baseline of consciousness. It was an experiment in a way because usually what Earth allows for is pretty much full forgetting. In other words, a soul can incarnate on Earth forgetting that they're God. But because of the crystalline technology that was in place, the experience that the Atlanteans were having was almost like a cordoned off, or separate reality within a reality. Within which there was a much higher level of consciousness than you would ordinarily have on Earth. Where there are souls able and interested in incarnating with the knowing that they would forget that they were God. So this crystalline technology was only capable of being used by those that had the sufficient vibration to understand it and work with it. And it was that crystalline technology that was used when the implosion occurred. So you know, the quote unquote, good guys would have been at the helm at the switches.
1: That's interesting, isn't it? So some of you may be asking, did they make a mistake? Did they do it wrong? No, they forgot.
0: They forgot what happens when you dishonor the free will of your fellow life forms and your fellow humans in particular. Because despite all those special schools, all those special teachings, that very carefully and very patiently implemented plan, at some point there was a group that based on the cycles of, of Earth and Earth relative to the um, celestial partners, etc., that there was a sense of we've got a small window of opportunity here. If we don't reach this baseline, then it's not going to happen until you know X amount of thousands of years in the future. We've got a small window of time, we need to take it. These others that are interacting with us in our Atlantean community are not uh, rising to the level that we had hoped they would. So let's help them. Let's help them wake up. Let's help, help them reach the levels that we are. It was done with very seemingly positive intentions, It was easily supported by others. It sounded so good. We're going to help them. We're going to help them reach their full potential of consciousness. We have the technology to do it. Some even said it would be irresponsible to not use it on their behalf.
1: Let's relax our shoulders right here, please. Okay.
0: So there was a certain day based on the timing, again, of the cycles, etc, all of those things were carefully monitored in those days. And building up to the big event, when the technology would be, if you will, deployed, there was so much excitement and anticipation by the group of more enlightened beings, they were so excited for the gift that they would be handing the others. They it felt like a major holiday to them and presents were about to be bestowed upon all.
1: And there were visitors.
0: You could look at them as angelic visitors. that showed in holographic
1: form with faces that were not so jubilant. There were many visitations,
0: sometimes by those individuals higher selves, sometimes by other beings that didn't have a human uh, representative at that time.
1: All of us sort of warning them. Are you sure? Have you really thought about this? To remember what Earth is for and what it's about. And why
0: are you ignoring the free will of these other individuals? And on what basis are you concluding that their lack of raising their vibration or expanding their consciousness is due to inability versus lack of interest? That they're happy with where they are, no matter what it looks like to you. Are you sure you want to do this? Have you really thought this through? And what does free will mean to you now?
1: There were some that heard
0: those warnings. There were many that didn't, or they heard them, but they just disagreed with it. They just really thought that the rest of the levels of consciousness beyond this reality just didn't understand. They would retort things like, you don't know what it's like. You forgot what it's like to be here with them. At that level of consciousness, they're dragging us all down. We could be so much more if they would just wake up, if they would just get with the program, if they would just see things our way. So the day of the various alignments when the timing was deemed to be perfect happened. And some of the group...
1: sort of fractioned off.
0: They said they didn't want to be a part of it. They said they were no longer confident that it was necessary and that it was the right thing to do. The rest of the group that was still intent on moving forward They made sure all the roles were covered.
1: All the expertise
0: was in place. It was a beautiful sacred ceremony beforehand, asking for the support of all beings of love and light and upward spiraling energies to support this effort for the sake of love and light in all realities. And in all communities, including Atlantis. So as a group, they felt their energetic spin their rotations adjust to further integrate with the crystalline technology. And they worked with some hidden technology, hidden codes within the structure of free will within this reality. And they turned off the free will structure momentarily. they weren't intending to leave that switch off that was one of their justifications we're just going to like reboot it it's going to be okay it's not going to do any damage but even that momentary turning off of that sort of hidden code within the free will dynamic of humanity was enough And there was a vibration within the physical realities, the physical layers of the community that everybody felt, including those that had walked away, including those that didn't want to be a part of it. Everybody felt it. And the supernatural structures dematerialized. Some felt them as an implosion. Some felt them like they just were there and then they weren't. Like they went from a future timeline to a way back historical, ancient timeline and it was a jolt. At first, because there were so many that were quite expanded in their consciousness, they actually thought that they
1: jumped timelines. they actually thought that the
0: time like they had been in a time machine that that warped. There were several days of sort of figuring out like what happened. And given their consciousness levels, they were able to ascertain that they in fact were in the same time space continuum that they were before. They were still in their same human body suits, but everything had changed. There was uh there were deaths. It almost looks like a ma- looked like a, a mass suicide for some. It was so strange. Absolutely eerie. Weird. Disconcerting. And all of a sudden those other vibrational ranges that had been sort of uh, cordoned off from Atlantis were all of a sudden visible. It's very odd. Where did you people come from? Oh, yeah, we heard about them. (laughs) For most of them, the full story about what had happened didn't really come about unless... They were deeply connected um, in a channeling sort of way. They would have experienced it within the bodysuit. Their communication systems among each other as a community were dismantled, so they didn't have that. They, many of them felt quite isolated and, and alone and lonely, um, almost like a shipwrecked is what one of you just said in your memories. Most of the group, because not everybody even at that higher level of consciousness had that sort of what's called channeling ability. Um, the interdimensional communication system that some have and some don't, it's not a flaw or a strength that just is or isn't like the color of your eyes. Most didn't really understand what had happened until their own point of departure or mortality. And they were quickly updated to what happened. The lifespan went down dramatically post-event. The sense of just walking around feeling very dazed and confused lasted the entire journey, the entire rest of the journey for most of them. They just didn't want to assimilate with the other vibrational ranges. Their vibration hadn't been decreased at all, but it felt... So isolating to have that higher vibrational range and not having needed to be used to the other vibrational, the lower vibrational ranges, they had just grown very unaccustomed to interacting with that wider range of consciousness. And for many of them, they didn't like it. So when many of you have this affinity for Atlantis, we can see why it was a beautiful experience and to have that on earth. It's a, it's a memory that many will hold dear, but there were also problems with it. There was a strong sense of elitism. Um, there was very, much a hierarchy of of the haves and the have-nots and the fact that technology was used to actually sort of cordon off energetically even um, those of lower vibrations from those with higher vibrations. That was very... Um, that It was just a very interesting time of justifications and, no, oh, we need to do this for our own good. And um, I don't know, it was just... It a lot of things. But all of us were reminded very forcefully what a gift earth offers
1: to source.
0: That gift being that earth allows for unconsciousness that earth includes the ability for a soul to say, I'm incarnating to forget what it's like to be God.
1: That's why I'm going in.
0: Now, some of you are asking, is that what earth was originally built for? Earth was an experiment in many ways of many things. Was it the goal was was it the was it a primary goal of Earth to be a place where you can forget that you're God?
1: Yes, but not in a diabolical sense, it wasn't
0: It wasn't about like, oh, how bad can we be? (laughs) We wouldn't look for that at at our higher self level. But it was fascinating to consider, what would it be like if we didn't know that we're source? What would it be like to truly forget and to be pretty much unable to remember like what we are as source energy, what would happen? So some incorrectly surmise that Earth has been forgotten by God, that God has forgotten about humanity, that God didn't intend for it to get this bad.
1: We honestly didn't know it would get this bad. Just really feel into what we just said right there. We didn't know humanity could be this bad.
0: Not all humans, but you know, the parts of humanity where you're just like, oh, dear God, what what have we done, right?
1: You know exactly what we're talking about.
0: The reason we want you to pause on this notion that we didn't know it would get this bad is to help pull back the curtain even more but this idea of this version of God like in a video game of being all knowing all wise, um, all futures already like preset no unknowns. um, That's a version of God that would be finite literally what makes source creator God infinite is it's not knowing how everything will go.
1: It's like our definition of infinity, not knowing what will come next in every situation. And the free will part of earth
0: plays a significant role in that that there's a whole reality called earth with a form of life called humans that can be very, very conscious and an amazing creator force in its reality. And yet it's in a confinement of not knowing that it's God. And yet alongside that not knowing, it has so many other things it thinks it knows and things that it does know. The role that earth and humanity play in allowing source to be truly infinite
1: is sacred.
0: So we don't like any more than you do. The destructiveness, the maliciousness (laughs) that Earth has created this word evil evil implying that there's a force that's against God. It's not that it's against God. It's just so forgotten from, from itself as God that the word evil applies. But evil to us, again, isn't a force that's anti-God. It's a force that's sleeping in its godness it doesn't know that it's God. So it, it also has the ability to not know it's true values. It's true principles. It's true uh, sense of, if you will, right from wrong, that you don't even need in another reality, unless it's like earth where there's this amazing ability to forget that you're God. And when sometimes <laughs> when uh, when life's, Life forms forget that they're God. They do really, really stupid things. But not always. In fact, not most of the time. Most of the time, it's
1: beautiful. Thank
0: goodness that most of the species and life forms that you interact with have a preset uh, mode of instinct, etc., that that is more predictable <laughs> than the humans. <laughs> So at some point when we realized how bad it could get, did that make us
1: consider undoing it? That's happened.
0: There have been times when the the earthly experiment, if you want to call it that have been paused.
1: either taken out of time or shut down. It's an ice age or an asteroid or this isn't the first incarnation of Earth that you're experiencing.
0: So the safety mechanisms in place at the soul level are very important. To ensure that at the soul level, any soul that experiences Earth is not, if you will, harmed or damaged, uh, fragmented indefinitely. That it's it's just that section that can then be fully restored as the higher self. There's a lot
1: of uh, fail-safe measures in place to truly safeguard source and the higher self energy. So that
0: safety net is important. And what we notice, going back to what we talked about at the first about the current representatives. Those in present time that are choosing to experience themselves as their own one. They have a soul, not just knowing, they have a soulful remembering about that fail-safe measure. They're not leaving anyone behind by by them moving forward further into the light of source that they are while being fully human.
1: They don't look at it that way.
0: So all of these are if you will, valuable experiences, aren't they? No matter what group you think you're a part of, you consider yourself a part of, you can be in any group you want. Your thoughts determine which group you're in. The group that's valuing the sanctity of oneness as their own one and honoring the opportunity that each one has with their
1: own one. relative to the group that's counting on or hoping for a great awakening.
0: Maybe you don't need that great awakening as much as you thought you did or as much as you think you do. It does sound grand, doesn't it? This idea of everyone waking up. But given what we've shared with you, isn't it also possible that you don't come to earth for that? That, that isn't what earth is for and it isn't what it needs to be for. We're only sharing with you this, this other choice
1: because we've
0: seen the increase of light on the planet in general as a result of those ones.
1: Whether it's the Buddhas, Jesus, the other carriers of the Christ of consciousness, which is how we know you, a carrier
0: of the Christ of consciousness. And there's more than one way forward in that archetype. And is everyone ever going to get it get that together? Is everyone on earth ever going
1: to see everything the same way? because it didn't happen then, and it's even less likely to now.
0: So if waiting for it is bringing you joy and helping you feel closer to God, then it's probably a great system for you. But we don't see that. More commonly, we see that sense of waiting. as a sense of I'll feel closer to God myself, when so-and-so is awakened, everybody is awakened, etc. So you're waiting for something that could actually be yours now. There's a lot of
1: other twisted stories in there sometimes too.
0: Visions of all of Earth's beings, all of Earth's humans, being able to channel and communicate with source and heal and be immortal.
1: And we're smiling at you and saying, that sounds lovely, but that's not earth. And that's not humanity.
0: So make sure you're in the right experiment. (laughs) before you spend too much time dedicating yourself to its cause or vision. Yes.
1: It's so easy on Earth to get distracted. And then at another level, it's not a
0: distraction at all. It's all perfect. The whole reality of Earth offers an experience unlike anything else, anywhere else. It is so supernatural in so many ways and so utterly mundane (laughs) in others. That contrast is what you didn't have in Atlantis. That contrast is what jolted some of you when Atlantis fell. That contrast can be something that you learn to accept and even embrace and even celebrate. Your higher self does. And that mundanity, that range, that wide range of consciousness that that you now experience, that earth offers, that humanity demonstrates, Buddha knew that. He's just saying, Why do you think I went off on my own? (laughs) A lot. (laughs) So many strategies for, if you will, dealing with Earth or coping on Earth or being your one amidst being on Earth. And all of these choices are signs and proof of the free will that's available with every breath, with every thought, with every smile, with every frown, with every tear, with every laugh.
1: The choices never stop. And that's what in many ways keeps Earth, Earth. And it's good. And so it is.
0: I encourage you guys to wiggle your toes, flex your fingers, make sure you're all the way in that bodysuit of yours. Hmm. For those of you that are live, that want to chat, something I'd be happy to hear from you. How you're feeling? Oh.
1: I have this ringing in my ears. That's really interesting. I feel very still, and there's this quiet. This Very strange, quiet right now.
0: How are you guys doing? Mm, Hi, Elise. She's saying I feel very calm, lovely. Thank you, Jill. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey, Suzanne. She's saying that resonated with me very deeply, Jill. Thank you so much. Kiss, hug. You are so welcome. Hi, Amy. She's saying absolutely amazing message. Timely for me. Yes, similar ringing and stillness. And then at least saying also very high soft pitch ringing in ears. Yeah, me too. Actually, if I really kind of tune into that inner ringing, there's a whole range. There's no deep, deep low notes, but there's quite an orchestra
1: going on in there. Beautiful.
0: All right, and Susanna saying and it was amazing how you could access this the memories flooded back to me as you brought this through. Oh, I'm so glad to hear it. I, it's, these memories feel really important. And I feel Jesus saying that he hopes they help us celebrate our time on Earth. It, it is so short, and it goes by so fast, and it can be so wonderful and feel so tragic at times too.
1: And that range is also
0: part of what's so wonderful. It's so interesting. Okay. Hi, Sarah. She's saying feels like a relief not having to save the world. Oh, amen, sister. That's part of that liberation and freedom feeling too. Big time. Yeah, big one. Okay, and Layla is saying, maybe I need to listen back and <laughs> love you. Yeah, I, I would listen to this one again. There's a lot of layers to this one. And Susanna is saying, tears also. Mm, oh, I like that, Tom. Tom is saying, it seems to be a loving thing to make loved ones aware enough of what you talked about that they can have the choice of whether or not to awaken to knowing who they really are. Yeah. It it's there's there's nothing wrong with being unconscious as long as you're on earth. <laughs> Jesus, oh my gosh. That was Jesus right there. Oh, he's such a funny funny one. That was so good. There's nothing wrong with being unconscious as long as you're on earth. <laughs> so good. High five. That was genius. That was so good. Hmm, Larry is saying thanks for the powerful message and for the reflection on infinity. Ah, you're welcome. I think you're referring to that whole idea of the time, right? Yeah, time. You guys, for any of you um, that love this idea of time, linear time and how it can work, I really encourage you to read. One of those few spiritual books that I've read is um, Oversoul 7. And in the, it's a trilogy, and in the third, but if you book, if you buy the book, a new book, that's all together in one, in one set. Um, so over so seven, I think they call it the series anyway. In one of them in um, Jane Roberts, even as I was reading it, I felt like I could finish the sentences before I read them. I felt this really strong affinity with Jane. I didn't know about that. She channeled this, you know, energy known as Seth, et cetera, but I felt such a strong connection to Jane and I really feel like part of me, um, was part of that experience of even writing that book. It was really bizarre to read it. Yeah, Oversoul 7 is, for any of us that really love our brain to get twisted and a all about time, Oversoul 7 does a wonderful job at that. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love you guys. Let's call that a wrap for the day. I have private sessions later and I need to rest my voice. Um, this cold is a whopper and it just came on like starting Thursday or Friday. So normally if it hits me hard, it it goes away fast. So that's good. If it hits me hard fast, then it tends to go away fast. And I'm, I'm good with that. Anyway, I love you guys so much. And I do encourage you to listen as many times as you'd like to. That's the benefit of having it in archive. For those of you that want to meet me in person, Um, I, and you could get to, or are near New York city around May 19th. I would love to meet you in person. We have an amazing workshop in store for you on May 19th. It's from 3 30 PM to 8 30 PM on Saturday, May 19th in New York city. I'll be doing that with John Burgos. He and my energy, um, each other very, very well. And I'm very excited about that experience. I also have travel coming up, um, I encourage those of you that are interested in travel with me, please know I am not a guru. Please do not put me on a pedestal. I have a very normal way of being Jill. And that's, that's what you're also interacting with, with me. I'm a pretty cool chick in a lot of ways. Um, I'm not off in a corner in the lotus position, meditating like 24-7. I'm a very real person. And I love the light of source that I am. And I love the light of source that you are and that all life is. Um, so if you want to see that in action and have a great vacation and hang out with me, and yes, we definitely turn up the light in these places and we get activated by these places and we offer activations to these places, I love to travel. So I do encourage you to look at my website, jillreneefieler.com and just look in, I think it's the store, and then um, there's a travel section. Or you could just Google Jo Renee Feeler Travel and I'm sure you'll, you'll see the opportunities for France, for Zion, I'm um, putting the Egypt and Jordan trip together for hopefully January, 2019 um, and then Greece for September or October of 2019. That's that's what's on my radar for now. So let's see what else um, for those of you that are very, ad, oh, let's, let me put it this way. For those of you that have studied a lot about consciousness enlightenment light and, There's still a part of you that's like, okay, these are really beautiful teachings, but then there's reality, right? I feel like you'd really love the other side of the story, which is just as relevant and just as fascinating. And that's the the deep dive exploration into what unconsciousness is, okay? And that's what I offer in my series, Outwitting with Tico. It's um, special pricing for this month if you're listening to this live. Um, Otherwise, I don't remember how much more it would be, but either way, it's worth it. Um so outwitting Watiko, W E T I K O, and you can just search again my name on Google or whatever browser you use. Um or it's not a browser, is it? a uh, search engine? That's what it is, thank you. Um but Jill Renee Feeler, Outwitting Watiko, and then you'll get that link and you can check it out for yourself. There's actually a free episode um to listen for yourself. It's absolutely fascinating. And it's not to go in and be like, yay, we're unconscious. But if you really want to understand light and this reality, it's imperative that you also understand how unconsciousness works in this reality. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, it's it's just life-changing materials. And I didn't want to do that series at all. But I'm so glad that I did. Um, And after that first episode, I could just feel that there was so much more that I had access to that I was curious about sharing. And it ended up being an eight episode series. I think nine, if you include the free one, I'm not sure, maybe the one, maybe the free one is included in the eight, I can't remember, it's either eight or nine. It's still a bargain. Um, And so much in there for you. And it helps us be stronger in our light. Okay. All right. I love you guys. You can tell I'm losing my voice. I better get it better get my shit together within my for my clients in two hours. I love you guys so much. I will hopefully see you next time. We have another live call next week. And I can't wait to see what we talk about. I love you. Bye bye. And thanks for sharing. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for liking. It does affect the algorithms. And as you guys probably know better than I do, there's a lot of information out there. So if this one struck a chord for you in a positive way, Um, if you feel led to share it to kind of keep that momentum going, I really appreciate it. It's not about saying, Hey, this is right. And other people are wrong, but I, my passion is I want to get my thing on the menu so that people have it as a valid choice of what they're choosing as their truths, as their belief system, as their way of connecting personally to God in this reality when we need it so much. Okay. I love you. Bye bye for now.